Welcome to another podcast episode of DIY Guitar Making. I also produce video episodes of DIY Guitar Making live in the workshop. To find both the podcasts and the videos all in one place, go to DIYGuitarMaking.com. You can even subscribe to the email list there to receive new episodes, both the videos and the podcasts, directly in your inbox as they come out. Again, that's DIYGuitarMaking.com. And with that, let's get to the show. So, the first question that I have comes from David Royce. And this question is, what are the advantages or disadvantages of attaching the bridge and neck prior to finishing? I'm just about to finish using true oil. Great, love true oil. But was planning to mask off the bridge area and neck area to allow a clean finish and then attach both once the body and bolt on neck are finished. Any thoughts on this? Uh, yes, so most people by far do what exactly what you're talking about. They finish the neck and the body separately and with the bridge unattached so then the bridge gets glued on later that way you are dealing with clear flat surfaces when i say clear i mean unobstructed you don't have you know the bridge in your way creating these little inside corners the real enemy of finishing is corners um any kind of inside corners or things like that you have that at the fretboard tongue you have that all around the bridge and you have it around the heel, these are difficult areas to finish well, but it's not impossible. So I'm biased here towards finishing after everything's attached, just because I've always done it that way. And I've learned how to finish around the bridge and into those inside corners. It's very difficult if you're new to this stuff and you want to reduce the learning curve, I don't recommend necessarily doing it that way but it is a way to do it it's just difficult to get into those corners and by the way i should mention you are then um sort of pigeonholed into using hand rubbed finishes you can't really deal with inside corners with a spray finish so that's gonna put a lot of you people into the camp of finishing the neck and the body separately and then attaching them. So I use, and you're talking about using true oil as a finish. So you're doing a hand rub finish. So you can actually attach everything up and then rub the finish on. The advantage to that is with everything attached, you don't have to worry about marring your finish by uh, through all the work that you're doing after you attach those parts. The way that I build guitars, and everybody has a different process, but the way I build guitars, it involves a lot of work and even heavy work, even heavy sanding after the neck and the body are attached. For example, the fretboard is unradiused and even needs to be leveled a little bit after I attach it. So doing that radiusing work with a nice pristine finish on there is it's possible but it's just it's not desirable for me so I um, and because I like hand rubbed finishes 
it's um, an easy go-to for me to do it all attached. I also finish over the top of the bridge too, so that makes it a little easier. I don't have to mask off the bridge or anything like that. I just mask off the fretboard face and then everything else receives a hand rubbed finish. But again, just want to stress the point. Finishing in inside corners is extremely difficult. So if you think you want to do it that way, just know what you're getting into and um, practice. Practice a lot on anything that has an inside corner to work on that technique. Okay, next question comes from Walter Ryder. Uh, let's see, he writes, why would you not pour fill and do you pour fill the tops? Okay, so there's kind of two questions there. And he was asking this because I had mentioned um, on the current guitar that I'm building, number 85, that I'm not pour filling that guitar and actually I do this quite frequently and right off the bat I want to mention that not pour filling is really an option for oil finishes. If you're doing any kind of evaporative finish, basically the type of finish that builds, so there's penetrating finishes that penetrate down into the wood surface and there's finishes that build on top of the wood surface. The building finishes are your evaporative finishes. So nitrocellulose lacquer, um, shellac would be another one. Those, because they build up on top of the surface rather than penetrating into it, if you leave all those pores wide open, then that finish can and will sink back into those pores and create these pretty awful kind of pockmarked areas. Also, because it's building up over those pores, you can even get like trapped air bubbles um, and things like that, where, you know, air gets trapped in the pore and then you finish over and you build that finish on top. And now you have this visible air bubble that mars uh, an otherwise awesome finish. So keep in mind as I'm saying this, that this is really not pore filling is really more of an option or only an option for oil or not just oil, but penetrating finishes. Oil is just um, the most common oil type finishes are the most common penetrating finishes. Uh, so rather than building up on the surface, these finishes it basically build down into the surface. So there's no film thickness sitting on top. And in that way, it really becomes an aesthetic choice. You can actually choose not to pour fill. Of course, then you will see the pores. So you, we won't be able to get this piano-like gloss finish that you see on factory instruments um, and that a lot of people are after, but you can still get an absolutely gorgeous finish. And in some ways, depending on your own taste, it can be a more beautiful finish than um, a finish where you've actually filled the pores. And that's because it looks more like real wood when you show the pores, right? When you have the thing fully encased in a hard candy shell, there's a sort of fakeness about it. Uh, 
not to, I'm not knocking, you know, poor filled guitars or, you know, lacquer finished guitars or anything like that. But that's just, you know, when you see a real well done oil finished guitar, you'll know what I mean. There's like an, a vintage kind of authentic look and feel to the instrument, even a cool smell to it that um, just feel, just has a different aesthetic. Uh, so it, it's an aesthetic choice, but again, only if for those penetrating finishes. I wouldn't just do this on a sprayed lacquer finish or something like that because it will look awful. Okay, I think that's enough on pour filling. Uh, he had some other question there though. Oh, and do you pour fill tops? So generally, tops are generally closed poured uh, unless you do like a mahogany top. So it depends on what wood you use, but softwoods don't have pours. So you don't, pour filling is, is pointless. You know, if your wood has pores, yeah, you would, if I was pour filling and the top had pores, like a mahogany top wood, I would pour fill. But most woods, the Sitka spruce that we'll be working with here in a moment, you don't need to pour fill because there's simply nothing to pour fill. There's no pores. So you can always just, if you're when in doubt, you know, get on the internet and uh, you can figure out, you can Google around and figure out if the wood species that you're using is uh, either porous, semi-porous, which means it has some pores, uh, but not really many, or non-porous. If it's non-porous, easy answer there, no pore filler. Okay, next question. Hi, Eric, do you use 18 or 25 millimeter thick MDF for the mold. Uh, so I used, well, let me back up. Uh, this is from the last video where I was, I did a demo on making guitar molds. And I just used three quarter inch thick MDF, which you can get from just any old hardware store. Lowe's, Home Depot, all that's fine. Um, even better if you use project plywood, like high quality, you know, like you, the kind of plywood that has many layers of ply that you would get from like Rockler or Woodcraft or something like that. That's even better, but MDF works pretty great for molds and stuff too. Uh, millimeters, 25 millimeters is pretty close to one inch. So if, you know, converting, I'm not sure what three quarter inch would be in millimeters, but it's probably pretty close to 18. Sounds like it. So... Yeah, 18 millimeters. Last question here. Okay, Tim and Carrie asked, what is that heater, stratus column shape? How does it work? What powers it? So what he's talking about um, is what you guys have probably seen in many of my videos. I'm actually gonna grab the camera here to show you guys. And that is not a heater. Kind of looks like a heater. I understand why you might think that. But this is an air filtration device. So you can see the filter in here. It's just a totally different way of doing air filtration. Over here in the corner, I have a more conventional air filter. It should be hung up on the ceiling, but I haven't gotten around to it. So it's kind of on the stand here. But this is what you normally see for an air filtration device and it's fixed on the ceiling somewhere in your shop. This is what 
Stratus calls a point of source air filtration device because you can grab it and drag it uh, to wherever you're working at the time and it draws the dust down away from your nose and mouth where you might breathe it in rather than having an air filtration device that's up on the ceiling where it actually draws it sort of up past your face. Um, so I think it's, I mean, it's been great for me. I've really enjoyed using it. A student recommended it to me at one time and uh, I bought it and I love it. It's great, again, for those point of source. You know, when I'm doing a lot of hand sanding in a particular corner of the shop, I can just drag this so it's sitting right next to me, picking up all that dust that would otherwise kind of be all around my environment. All right, so not a heater, but a cool air filtration device. If you enjoyed this and you learned something here, please subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you are enjoying this on at the moment. And if you want to really learn more, take one of my structured online courses at ericschaferguitars.com. Or you can register for a hands-on guitar building workshop here with me in Burnville, Pennsylvania. Bye for now. <laughs>